0: Hook'em up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the horn. I woke up to the morning sky first.
1: Oh, oh, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am, you had better. Let's get them up, get them going. It is Wednesday on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. Five hours of a great conversation begins right now. Our morning, every morning sports conversation. Austin's only morning sports conversation launches right now. We appreciate you being there, wherever you find us, each and every morning, however long you can hang, on 1019, on AM 1260, maybe streaming is live digitally on the Horn app that you've downloaded to your smartphone and listen with the touch of a button wherever you are. Also uh, can watch this proceedings or listen at hornfm.com, watch on Twitch, and watch on our YouTube channel as well uh, at The Horn Austin on YouTube. So, so many ways to find us. And yes, five hours a day, five days a week, we talk all things sports, Longhorns included. They're still at number seven in the college football playoff rankings out last night, but uh, more importantly than where they're ranked, they need to focus on TCU. We'll start looking forward now on a Wednesday, get you up over the hump and look forward to the games of the week, including the Longhorns, in Fort Worth for the final time for a long time obviously as uh, they'll hook up with the Horned Frogs we've also got NFL news uh, as we look forward now to week 10 in the National Football League we've got hoops we got a lot to do as we get this thing going and yes People Magazine has announced their sexiest man alive for 20 and 23 and unfortunately it was not Rod or myself even though I think I think Rod's a strong candidate for that but it uh, uh, didn't happen we will tell you who it is we'll also have some fun with our producer Ty we'll have some uh, facts for you this hour a lot to do five hours uh, we'll fly right by as we get you going on this the 8th of november and uh, get this thing cranking up uh look who it is across the desk and uh, in the home studio in south austin the onion creek studios we call it he is our shutdown corner out of the uh, db high down in the 713 the greater houston area also start at uh, the 512 the dbu right here in uh, austin texas a lifetime longhorn if there ever was one he also played four stops, four stops in the National Football League, 16 years on radio now. He is uh, the football theorist, he is Blackstradamus, he is the proud papa. Of Baby Monroe, what's up there, Rod Babers? Uh,
2: doing good. I appreciate the intro as always, and uh, yeah, appreciate the hospitality too here at the home hey, studio. Come on in. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, the
1: doors open. What do we say? What is it? Uh, Tom Bodett. The I'll leave the light on for I'll you. I'll
2: leave the light on for you. Yeah, that was a great. What was it Motel Six? Was that? Motel Six? Great yeah, back marketing in the day. campaign. It back was in the day. a great marketing campaign. Still remember? We'll leave to the this light day. on for you. Brilliant. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, you go. So uh, obviously, a lot to get into. Uh, we have got the college football playoff rankings. Uh, we'll get into that. Obviously, previewing some Texas TCU. Uh, we still got some sound. From Steve Sarkisian from yesterday, from the press conference that we didn't get to, so we'll get to that. Uh, before we do, as always, though, we like to salute those who uh, choose to serve. We know there is an honor, but also a burden. So each and every morning, uh, we know you're up early with us. So we appreciate you, and want you to know that uh, whether it be God, country, or community that you decide to serve, uh, we know that you are doing God's work. So we appreciate you, soldiers, first responders, teachers, nurses, uh, waste management. I can't name all the different positions, uh, but everybody out there, you know who you are. So just want want you to know that we know who you are as well, and we appreciate you.
1: Faux shizzle. Faux shizzle, yeah. Text line is open. love to get your comments and thoughts on all the things we'll be talking about, and you'd like to, uh, uh, you know, fire it at us. You can hit it at 447-3776. That's 447-3776. Throw the 512 ahead of it, and you'll get it right to us, and we'll certainly uh, take your thoughts on all the stories of the day. The Longhorn fans are fired up about being behind Oregon. <laughs> In the college football playoff ranking, I think strength that's is, probably you know.
2: why they did it because they knew how fired up Lord. Yeah, and if there's any fan base that would get fired up about that, it would be Texas. So hey, there it, it well, could be some of that going on, folks. You could be being trolled here, right? It is for ratings. They do need the clicks and impressions as well.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, uh, just, you know, you know. Long, the puzzle continues to be played and exactly. laid. And, uh, uh, you know, th- th- there's a strong argument for the Longhorns to be the highest-ranked one-loss team after their win over another ranked team. Another uh, Oregon's one. strength of schedule has not been as strong as Texas, without a doubt. And the Longhorns still own the best win of any of the teams uh, with one loss, that win over Alabama, who sits right behind Texas at number eight. We'll run through those rankings and talk about them. Uh, also, take your thoughts on the text sign. Rod, uh, as the day went on yesterday, we had a meeting after our show. Yes, sir. And I told you yesterday I, was, I had a bit, a bit of a head cold, and I said, if it gets worse, I'm going to knock myself out. So <laughs> last night, I was, your boy was in knock bed by myself. 730, man. Ooh. I, I hit the Benadryl hard. That's good stuff right there. I hit some syrup. and uh Sipping on that scissor? Syrup, yeah. Sipping
2: on that scissor. Huh? And
1: I told, the, I told the wife, I'm going to bed. And yeah. I just uh, turned the light out and uh, – I went to bed. I was probably asleep by eight o'clock. That's brilliant. And, uh, and you just, feel better. I feel a million times better. There you go. A million times better. That's exactly what it's all about. Um, man. Yeah, just I had to get a good night's sleep and. Uh, not fight it. Don't fight it, Rod.
2: Mm-mm. Give your immune system a chance, man. Look yeah, sleep. S-
1: sleep is what you need. Sleep. sleep. The uh, great,
2: ad, the best athletes on the planet. They they get t- they try to get ten hours sleep. I'm not making that up. Like LeBron, you yeah, yeah, I mean those types. of I mean you Darvish,
1: I, Shohei Otani. So I was Otani. thinking yeah. about both hey, of those guys I, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Shohei Otani does that.
2: Yeah, usually leaves yeah, exactly. in twelve hours of sleep. Yeah, LeBron tries to get twelve hours. Uh, J.J. Watt has talked about that. Like the that's that's something we. I wasn't an elite athlete, so I never got ten hours. My body didn't need that much.
1: But, you might get three hours of sleep, uh, Rod.
2: Five. These days is, oh, man, that would be amazing. Uh, yeah, but three hours, something like that. But those guys, yeah, they try to get sleep because your body, that's when your body recovers. Uh, that's when your brain actually does a lot of its uh, recovery as well. Your body it's like rebooting these, your body. Yeah, you're, exactly. All that happens when you sleep when you hit your rim, but you got to hit the rim for a while. And most people don't hit the rim for a while. All right, yep. Or you got some, I don't know, some people got sleep, you know, apnea, stuff like that. Whatever it is, you toss and turn. If you don't hit the rim, that's when you really start your healing and your recovery. Um, as you talk about the rebooting of the body,
1: yeah, and I can brain. feel it, man. I I crashed oh, and uh, I did wake up, you know, because you go to bed at seven thirty eight o'clock. Well, back. I did wake up at midnight and like had to because you're go, trained already. i you know, five hours into bed, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we, but I got to crawl back in bed, so it feel good. Oh, uh, that's still that's a little raspy, but man, we're gonna plow through this thing. It's good stuff, brother. And uh, you know, I was supposed to do that Longhorn live stream with you guys last night, and hey. I had to tell Bobby Bird, man, I just I have to go to bed. You gotta go to bed, man. And I, I was fearful that if I we you know I love doing that thing on Tuesday nights with fantastic. you and Jerry Hamilton, and we talk Texas football on the YouTube channel there of Inside Texas. I, just, I was fearful of losing my voice at the end of the day yesterday. My that throat was really starting to, to feel it, and I was like, man, I may not be able to talk come, on, come on Wednesday morning. Not worth it. Um, But here we are. Yeah. Here we are. So we're cranking this thing up. We're ready to roll. Ties back at the uh, Horn headquarters. We'll check in with him. Let's. Uh, let, we'll also get to Jerry Jones saying uh, yesterday on on the fan in Dallas. Uh-oh, what did Jerry uh, say now? Well, he said uh, he's we'll talking about to...
2: glory. Glory. Well, glory that game? was the other day. Uh, but right, he said. I to bring it up all the time. Though. He
1: said that uh, if Dak Prescott plays the way he did Sunday night in the loss to Philadelphia, the Cowboys will be in the Super Bowl. He said if the Cowboys if Dak Prescott, he feels very confident. that If Dak Prescott continues to play that way, the Dallas Cowboys are going to be in the Super mm. Bowl. And we'll, we'll debate that. Uh, well, you know. he, he
2: played that way and you didn't win. So how can you say I that? I know. That's, but you know what?
1: <laughs> he uh, played
2: that way and you, you found you lost. to lose.
1: Because <laughs> we've seen Dak <laughs> each of the last two Januaries play poorly and they that's lost. True. Yeah, you're right. He played great. He played great. And they lost <laughs> to a team that was ripe to be beaten. Yeah, Like ripe to, to be beaten. You, so, fix, you
2: fix that running game, Jerry, and then we'll, we'll talk. If, you're right. if Dak plays like that and then you find a running game, now you're cooking. Now you're cooking with chicken grease.
1: Chicken grease, baby. Yeah,
2: but you got, with Dak playing like that and we're still no a running game, I don't know if you're going to be beaten. Cowboys Billy
1: did uh, make a seven. signing yesterday. I'll tell you about it. Let's get to the headlines. Trending topics, top stories to start your Wednesday morning. Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bringing you the top stories. We'll start with the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. They released their second set of rankings last night for 2023. And most expected, or as most expected, top eight spots unchanged week over week, including the Longhorns sitting at number seven once again. Five undefeated teams occupy the top five spots with Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and Washington. Eight and one horns once again one spot behind Oregon in a battle, the battle for the highest ranked one loss team. Texas did remain one spot ahead of Alabama. Other Big 12 teams to make the rankings include Oklahoma State at 15. Kansas is in at 16. Uh, Oklahoma tumbles to 17 after their loss in Bedlam. K-State remains in the rankings after their narrow loss to Texas in overtime. They're at number 25. Texas now turns their attention to this Saturday night matchup with TCU. And According to at least one report, there is a chance the Longhorns could have starting quarterback Quinn Ewers back for the game. Orangebloods.com yesterday reported that through one of their sources... Uh, who believes that there's a 75% chance Ewers will be back on the field Saturday night? That obviously has not been confirmed. Coach Sark listed him as day-to-day on Monday. We'll hear from that coach again after practice tomorrow morning. Uh, after their magical season a year ago, Horn Frogs struggling in 2023. They ended the contest at four and five. They've lost four of their last five. But according to Coach Sark on his Monday news conference, there'll be no short of, his, of motivation for his team because uh, they know where they stand in the rankings and their poor showing the you a year ago here in Auburn.
0: Man, we just we didn't put our best foot forward a year ago, and we made some really uncharacteristic errors um, that I think a lot of the guys on our team would like to kind of, you know, man, I want I want to go show them what I'm actually capable of and the way that I can really play. And so that's something that uh, I know the guys are looking forward to as well.
1: Yeah, it'll be Saturday night, 6:30 at uh, in Fort Worth. Uh, getting cranked up for that game now. NBA took Election Day off yesterday, so no games on the schedule. It was a college football bas- uh, game, uh, college basketball game last night. Good one. 20th ranked Baylor rallied for a win over Auburn and Sioux Falls, South Dakota, 88-82. Five-star freshman Jacoby Walker put on a show in his debut for the Bears, scored 15 of his 28 points in the second half, helped Baylor close the game on a 22-8 run. Also, college hoops: Texas women open their season tonight at the Mood. Uh, hosting Southern at 7 o'clock this evening. NFL news, according to multiple reports, the Dallas Cowboys have signed the newly reinstated free agent receiver Martavis Bryant, 31-year-old receiver, a fourth-round pick out of Clemson back in 2014. His career has been interrupted by multiple times due to violations of the league's substance abuse policy it was reinstated last saturday by commissioner roger goodell last appeared in an nfl game back in 2018 as a member of the raiders also yesterday tennessee head coach mike vrabel announced that rookie will levis will remain the team's starting quarterback going forward ryan tannehill will serve as the backup the rest of the season and in la amid injury concerns to their quarterback matthew stafford rams have signed veteran free agent quarterback carson wentz his fourth team in as many years week 10 kicks off tomorrow night with quite the dud bears will welcome carolina to the windy city Horror
0: headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Double up discounts this month by getting five percent off any rental or purchase of steel outdoor power equipment by donating two non-perishable food items to the Capital Area Food Bank. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight.
2: Yeah, Logan fans shouldn't be too upset about, you know, being the second highest-ranked one-loss team behind Oregon, even though they have a really good case to be ranked ahead of Oregon. Uh, just because the committee has been inconsistent, even I mean they they don't have a consistent formula. I they basically have admitted that without saying it, that they, they they each team almost has a different reason or there's a uh, I don't of a different criteria they're using for each team because uh, it, it's not consistent. Some teams it's on their resume, and then some teams don't have the resume. Some teams it's based on the the really kind of the overall. Uh, status statistically of the team, where they stand, and if the, the way they win, they've talked about some of the big wins that teams had, part of the resume. They've talked about uh, you know, teams like Michigan who haven't really beaten anybody yet, but they're so dominant. So it's just a different reason as to why they're ranking the teams where they are. I think if Texas just takes your business and wins out, there'll be a justification to have Texas in the college football playoff. The problem is you can't have too many undefeated teams. That you need some more one-loss teams in there. You need Florida State to take a loss, or Washington to take a loss. Uh, you know, hell, if Georgia does, then you got chaos basically happening. But yes, the SEC and the Big Ten will be represented. That's what we do know, pretty much, yeah. just because they have enough rep. Well, the rep, the rep of the SEC, just because they have so much clout, they'll be represented. If Bama ends up beating Georgia, that's when you get potential chaos but Ole Miss has got to play Georgia correct coming up
1: yes Ole Miss that, plays Georgia that would be the SEC championship game no, this weekend uh, no this week oh this this weekend yeah, yeah I'm you're right, I'm you're right. Talking I'm sorry about, about that SEC yeah, title George, game would be yeah, Georgia plays Ole Miss so weekend.
2: basically two more chances for Georgia to go down it will be Ole Miss and then it will be Bama in the in the SEC title game that I mean that's not uh, that's not highly unlikely because I mean both of those teams are really good and Georgia's not a dominant force you just don't need so many undefeated teams if Florida State's undefeated and Washington's undefeated Texas might get screwed. Because well, the Big Ten and the SEC are going to take up two spots. We know that.
1: Well, I mean, it, the, the, the first point is Texas needs to worry about TCU right now and do yes. what they can. I mean, they, they, yes. That's the, the coach speak argument. Just worry, win your games. Start with that. And the Longhorns have shown the ability and the propensity to keep you know, teams hanging around, I think that would be huge because this guy says for, on the text line, for those upset, Oregon is head of Texas. They currently meet the eye test and handle their opponents. Texas put yeah. themselves in this spot. They need a killer instinct for four quarters. That's, that's where it starts, but you're right. Look, chaos in the Big Ten would be Penn State beating Michigan this week. There you go. And then Michigan beating Ohio State or, and then, you know. Cannibalize each other. Cannibalize each other, right? And then all of a sudden you've got a bunch of one-loss teams out of the mm-hmm. Big Ten, and how do you sort that out? Your point about Georgia and Auburn there and not Miss this week. Um, puts that out there. Burn for Lane, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know the 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 ideal way for Texas is that uh, you know Georgia, you, you know the the SEC, the Big Ten sort themselves out to those two spots, and then you know Washington takes a loss somewhere along the way, and they've been susceptible and vulnerable. They're oh, good, yeah. but they've also had some some close games. And then, uh, yeah, you said Florida State. I don't, you know, can Florida State lose to Florida or Miami of Florida or the ACC championship game? I don't know Uh, because uh, Coach Norvell's team at Florida State's been one of the most consistent teams of the year. They just show up and win. And they
2: pass some of the eye test stuff because that's another another factor. Yeah,
1: they have a six-year quarterback in Jordan Travis who doesn't make any mistakes. And uh, the one thing about Florida State is they make adjustments at the half as good as anybody. Sometimes they'll struggle in the first half and then take over in the second. They've done that over and over this year. They're doing a good job. Uh, yeah, and uh, Duke game, even the the LSU game, the Clemson game, where they were scuffling and then ended yep. up dominating the second half uh, at Clemson. So, you know, they've got a good resume. But I, I agree with you that the committee's right. kind of picking things. Mixed just, messages. They're just, yeah, <laughs> if Ohio State's about resume, well, then why is Georgia too? Their resume's not as good as Florida State's. Exactly. They, You know, what well, that then Florida State should be too. And Michigan's resume's not as good as Florida State's. But they um,
2: got the eye, they, the eye test. The eye test, dominate, right? The right, the dominant performances,
1: yeah. right? So, yeah, what is the what is it? Uh, again, I don't think on November the 8th you worry about that. Uh, I can see why Long term fans get frustrated because you're thinking, man, we're, we're going to get screwed here. You know, they have Oregon ahead of us. Oregon's still got some tough games to play. We know that. Um, but at the same time, if Texas were to win out, and you said it yesterday, and this is true, Oklahoma taking losses hurts Texas. There's no does, doubt about man. that. Uh, what you need is Oklahoma State to win out, so that, and they're number 15 now. Yeah. You need Oklahoma to keep winning. Or Oklahoma State. Yep and put themselves in that Big 12 title game, you have to do the same thing. And then come around the Big 12 title game in early December, Oklahoma State's sitting somewhere around 10 or 11, right? Yep. And if you win that game against a red-hot Oak State team that you know stumbled through September but finally picked a quarterback, found this Ollie Gordon, and they've they gone on a run, you win that game, that can be a catapult. That sure becomes problem. another big win against the top 11, 12, 10 team, wherever they're, they're ranked at that time. Uh, that would be good. But, obviously, as you said yesterday, the ideal scenario would have been Oklahoma oh. to win out and be undefeated. Man, you know you could be, And then you go in and beat them and, and get that because they'd have been a top four or five team. Oh. And you could you could use that just, as the – Just uh, take
2: their spot. You just took their spot.
1: The catapult yeah. <laughs> into their spot. Yeah. Uh, but, obviously, that didn't happen. And, by the way, Oklahoma plays again this week against uh, – um, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, do you realize since they they beat oh. Texas in that, that nail-biter? Yeah,
2: they haven't. They've yeah, had one impressive. win. Impressive.
1: They've had one win, and that win came um, – Against Central Florida, who's one and five in Big Twelve play, and they beat them by two.
2: Yeah, it's pretty by obvious that. By a two point conversion. That game, like except that game can beat you twice or beat you multiple times, even if you lose it or win it. <laughs> they were riding so high, and I think you know they come kind of, they crashed. A
1: little bit. Well, and a they team. also I think we they put a lot into that game all off season as you talked about, and maybe they're just not all that great, and they, they just played a great game that day. They, um, they, they some rose key injuries, up. Injuries too. Yeah, they have, and then, but so did Texas. But, you know to, to, you know, to lose to Oklahoma State at, at Oak State's not a you know a crime, losing at Kansas. But the Central Florida game was close. Uh, they, they As we said coming in the Monday after the Cotton Bowl, they almost played a perfect game. I mean, they, they had Texas, Texas scouted. They forced the early turnovers. They weathered the storm. They had a great two-minute drill. Uh, Dylan Gabriel played as good as he can possibly play, mm-hmm. which was what it was going to take. And they took advantage of Texas' mistakes. Um, you yeah, that's why, we, like, we came in on that Monday. or if they could play again, I think Texas had a good chance. Uh, but either way, that hasn't happened. And now Oklahoma State is a team I think you have to root for. You do. And I think when the schedule came out, Longhorn fans were pretty happy not to have to face Mike Gundy for one more time but now they may have to Uh, and you may want to
2: no you need to
1: exercise those demons
2: last year in the big 12 Mike Mike Gundy's been one of those thorns in your side that he even though you always have more talent at Oklahoma State than Mike Gundy's found a way to get the best of Texas (laughs) Uh, a lot of the time most of the time so yeah I think it's good to exercise those demons it'd be great Uh, I would have like I said, I think it would have been great, ideally, for it to be an undefeated Oklahoma team. I think that would have been pretty sweet, sweet revenge. It's all right. We'll take the other Oklahoma team. Uh, you can exercise those demons because Gundy, Gundy's a hell of a coach, too. If there's anybody that can try to expose Texas a little bit before they have to play on a national stage in postseason uh, in the bowl game or something like that, it would be it.
1: Start to turn our attention to TCU because that has to be the focus. Like on a Wednesday, we can talk about this playoff. But uh, you know, Thursday, Friday, even today, start talking about this TCU team who's four and five. They've lost four of their last five. Remember, they they lost to Colorado to start the year, the the Dion Sanders debut game that. You know, took the college football world by storm because they beat the team that was playing for the championship a year ago. uh, And they looked a mess. But they kind of righted their ship, and then September was good for them. After that, they won some games, but they've lost four of their last five. They got pulverized by K-State. They lost to Texas Tech last Thursday night. But they have that extra, extra time. And they do, Rod, have the number one passing offense in the Big 12 uh, with Josh Hoover. And uh, so we'll have to get to know this team, this, this TCU team. Sonny Dykes you know, loves getting his team ready to play Texas, much like Gary Patterson yes, did before does. him. But uh, you, do, you did do – I was sleeping. You did do the long, the Tuesday night Longhorn live stream mm-hmm. with Jerry Hamilton last night. What's the feel on Quinn yours? What are, what's the, kind of the buzz? I, mean, I, I mentioned in the headlines, Anwar Richardson at com reported through a source of his that – you know, seventy-five percent chance, but Anwar was even clear That you know, that's one source. Who knows? Uh, but there is a chance, I guess Quinn Ewers could play in yeah, this game.
2: I think there's a really good chance that okay. Quinn Ewers could play. I, I, if I am, you know, because I don't know what Sark is thinking, but I know it's just psychoanalyzing Sark over, you know, the time he's been here. He is a he's a quarterback guy. I mean, he's a quarterback, so he almost calls plays and. You know, vicariously through his quarterbacks, right? That's why he relates really well to him. That's why he can stockpile five-star quarterbacks in the same room because Sark is a quarterback guy and he calls plays that way. Listen, you had a thirteen-to-eight pass uh, pass-heavy ratio to start that game last week versus K-State with a backup quarterback in there. All right, that's that's how much faith Sark has in his quarterbacks. So I think he, you know, he thinks like a QB. And with that being said, I I believe he probably wants a a leap, all right, an in, in improvement, right, a, a baseline of consistent performance from his young quarterback, Malik Murphy. And if he can have Quinn as close to 100% as possible, I think he will take that. So ultimately, I think you might get Malik starting with Quinn dressing ready to go. All right. I think you might get that scenario uh... where. So, so to see if Malik can take the leap, if he can take the leap, great. If you get still Malik that's careless with the football, that's making some bad decisions in games and the wow and what the moments, and you get more or just as many what the moments as wow moments, then, all right, Quinn, go in there. Let's do your thing. Let's settle things down. Because I think he still, he doesn't, well, I don't think he wants Malik to see, to basically have to, not bench him, but basically have to put him on the bench and obviously put in a healthy Quinn Ewers with Malik coming off an inconsistent performance. I think he'd rather do it with Malik having some confidence. Right. And I'm not sure that's the case right now because he's a quarterback and he's thinking like a QB. Would I want to be in that situation? That's what Sark says, I think. I yeah, I mean, I that? think
1: I, what I hear you saying is that, uh, you know, if Quinn's 80%, 85% and it could go – it's a pain-tolerance thing. He's not risking further injury. But you'd like to get him to 100% for this stretch run, see what Malik can do early. And, look, you should be able to run the football against you this team. You should be able to run the The run. lines of scrimmage should belong to Texas in this game. Yes. Um, but, you know, if things are going poorly and Malik starts to look erratic and look like he's confused. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go to let's Quinn go. and <laughs> let's settle Short things leash. down. Short leash. Well a yeah, because this, he... this, this would be his first road start, exactly. right? His first two games have been at home, friendly confines, home crowd. Obviously, that's not going to be the case on Saturday night.
2: Yeah, and I think you can inform the quarterbacks. Like, and, and Malik's an—I mean, he's—he's he's an adult now. You can tell him, hey, man. Um, you know, if, if we all assume you're going to play well, we all assume you're going to take a huge leap in improvement. And when you do, this will be no big deal. We'll win the game. We'll, uh, and then Quinn can stay on the sideline. But if you start to struggle and we see some of the same growing pains, then Quinn will be ready to go. And I don't think Arch is really. I think Arch is the emergency quarterback in the situation, I don't necessarily think he's in the conversation to be playing in the TCU game, but I could be wrong about that. I don't think he is, though.
1: All right, we'll come back on that note and uh, pick up some Burn orange curtain conversation behind it. We'll also talk uh, the other big stories that are going on out there. We're just getting warmed up. It's a Wednesday edition. That means it's up over the hump Wednesday. Looking forward now to the games of the week in the uh, college football world, the NFL. Uh, we'll do some what the facts before the end of the first hour as usual. Our five-hour morning conversation is underway. We appreciate you being there on 1019 AM 1260. Stream it on the Horn app. Always watch it and listen to it at hornfm.com and on our YouTube channel at uh, the Horn Austin and on YouTube. Come right back.
0: Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook em Up, 101.9 AM 1260, The Horn.
1: Rod will take us behind the burn orange curtain here momentarily. Longhorns now... Firmly eyeing TCU. You heard Coach Sark in the headlines. If you're with us at the top of the hour, talking about how poorly they played last year in that uh, primetime game with college game day on scene. and Longhorn scored three offensive points against Sonny Dykes in that defense, and it was uh, Beard in Sark's voice. He's still mad about it, how poorly they played in that game. Uh, and, you know, some of it was a lot of it was on Sark and the uh, lack of use of Bijan Robinson allowed uh, TCU to take him out of the game. He was just a poor performance across the board. We heard Sark say that. We'll talk more about it. Hey, uh... Uh, before we get to that, though, the uh, text line is active. Of course, um, this uh, you know, throw, this says throw out the TCU record. You know they will bring their best game. Give me TCU and the points. Uh, that's true. That's a big. Was well, it ten
2: or ten or what? Ten? Was it 10 and a half, Something like that? What's the number? Do we know this? Ty, you probably know. Ty's our. Uh,
0: dentist, you know. I don't know. I'm, I'm taking a little hiatus from from gambling. I've decided. Oh,
2: good for you, Ty. Did you get your mattress?
0: Uh, I'm getting it today. So Oh, nice. Oh, it's really? been it's been put off a few times, but yeah, <laughs> hey, this this God, past you, the past two weeks of sleeping on the floor have uh, made me realize some some things in life. Maybe, maybe <laughs> oh, one of those things,
2: Ty. Because <laughs> Ty, Ty, Ty had thankful, a fire in his
0: house. Be thankful for what you got, especially <laughs> hey, you bed. Did you
1: did, did you get a bed? You
0: ain't lying about that. Uh, Cole, one of the guys, we y- y- y'all know him, of course. Yeah, I know Cole. Cole, yeah, Cole uh, is one of our producers. Cole's a good guy. Uh, he's he's got an extra one and. He's selling to me for a discounted price. I just to go down to Kyle and pick it up. Is the issue? You know okay. how that goes with me. So
1: I'm, I'm planning on doing it. Take today, though. Do you have a truck of some kind?
0: I think I'm just going to put it on top of my car.
1: Oh, don't do that. <laughs> I always hate seeing the guys on 35. They got the mattress strapped to the top of their car. <laughs> I've done a it good before. I'll, I'll help you. I'll help you tie. Okay. I'll help you. Uh, you don't want the thing going flying off and of course cause like a major accident and. Uh, mm terrifying, well, don't, terrifying. Let it be don't, don't let me it it, you don't let don't be the one, don't be that guy <laughs> uh, i'll help you off we'll find a truck we'll get that done uh, but glad to hear that you found some perspective in life there ty that's good sleep on good. the floor we'll do that to you yes it will man uh, but yes hey by the way the cowboys didn't make a trade at the trade deadline but they did sign Martavis Bryant yesterday Martavis Bryant Okay. Wide receiver, Clemson. Yeah. I mean, in and I, out I of the league, substance abuse yeah. problem. Another, uh, yeah. another. You know, one of those Jerry Jones home for wayward boys signings.
2: Hey, you know he he loves basically Jerry Jones. He's the I, I call him the St. Jude of the NFL. <laughs> he loves the the troubled yet talented soul that bring him in. He likes the second chance. though. give he does. A, he has a soft spot for redemption stories, and I like that about Jerry Jones actually. And Cowboys get great value because usually these guys are kind of throwaways for most teams. They give up on them, and if they can. Rehabilitate and resuscitate. All right, their skill set usually hmm, ends up being a good bargain for the Cowboys. This guy hasn't played in
1: five years. I know. I yeah, was it, 2018 was with the Raiders. I know. Are find, they are they hurting at receiver? No, go find a running back who hadn't played. Yeah, no years. kidding. <laughs> go get a drug-addled running back. <laughs> There are
2: plenty of those, I'm sure. That's struggling with some to type some of. Dude. Yeah, you know. Yeah, come on. on got a tall,
1: skinny receiver, but I don't, uh, do that. I don't get that. Hey, well, uh, you know, Jerry does like to to help help him, you know the he does. pay it forward. You know what I'm saying? Pay it forward. Any surprise that Will Levis is going to go the rest of the way with the no. with the Titans? He's played great, and that means Ryan Tannehill is a very highly priced backup.
2: No, no surprise it took this long. Actually,
1: surprised it took this long
2: because he. I mean, the first two starts he had. I think we all agree. He showed you enough promise. Yeah, you can at least now have him be the ne- the breather, the bridge to beat to get find your next quarterback, or for him to be that I guy. I think
1: you've seen enough that he is your quarterback of the future, and he needs to play. Yeah, he needs reps. Yeah, you drafted him into the and, second and round. You're going to trust that you're not winning the Super Bowl this year, but he's going to make some mistakes, but he's going to make some throws. Yeah, and that you know you can't teach experience. We're watching that with Malik Murphy. You've got to experience it, yeah. uh, and you know this goes to another. Another notch on the belt about that, why this trade deadline needs to be moved back. They'd be trading Ryan Tannehill right now.
2: Yeah, they would be. And a lot, you have a couple of teams that'd be really interesting. Minnesota? Yeah.
1: Uh, Minnesota would jump at the opportunity to trade for Ryan Tannehill right oh, now. Yeah. The Jets might, mm-hmm. sitting after their miserable performance. I mean, it's expensive. and It would be a cap hit to the uh, – but it's the final year of his deal. Uh, you know, he's raised a free agent at the end of this season. Uh, but you know the trade deadline's come and gone. I just I'm not sure why they no. still have that thing halfway through the season. I think
2: they're gonna change it. I think you'll see them in the next few couple of years change it because it just makes too much sense. Especially as you talked about, they literally make the season longer. So why, <laughs> why haven't you moved the trade deadline? It only makes sense. So we'll
0: see.
1: Hey, uh, can we go behind the burn orange curtain? Uh, by just the way, Carson Wentz signed by the Rams. Carson Wentz to the Rams. They're desperate for quarterbacks because Brett Rippon, Rhett Rippon was terrible. Matt Stafford's got a thumb problem.
2: Man, if Carson Wentz goes to the Rams and Sean McVay, necessitates his skill set. He did it with
1: Baker Mayfield last year, builds it, confidence.
2: Well, that's what he did. That's why, I mean, you become a made man in the NFL when you do that with one or two quarterbacks, and that's why Sean McVay is considered that guy. Got a Super Bowl with Matt Stafford. People thought that would never happen. Jared Goff got him to a Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I mean, so if anybody can, I don't know, fix the quarterback skill set, it'd be Sean McVay.
1: Yeah, and uh, we'll see. Carson Wentz, uh, you know, remember, it would be a little little ironic because he suffered his major injury that kind of derailed his – remember, he was on an MVP-caliber season, I believe, is when he was with the Eagles, and it was against the Rams.
2: Yeah, I believe Where he got like, hurt. Was it 2017? Yeah, it was 2017. Yeah, so and he, he got yeah, hurt. The Super Bowl trying
1: to dive into the end zone because it was
2: Big Blank Nick. Yeah, that ended up taking the spot.
1: Yeah, and yep. uh, his career was never the same after that. And then it became Nick Foles, and it became now J- it, Jalen Hurts. It was a lot of insecurity
2: as a quarterback because you know he. I don't think I think it was more mental for him because after the Big Blank Nick Nick Foles it wins Super Bowl MVP the year the best year he ever had actually <laughs> he was on the track to at least be in the MVP conversation. And then a guy they drafted in the second round in Jalen Hurts, he wasn't the heir apparent or anything, but Jalen Hurts is such a great natural leader that in the locker room, he felt threatened and insecure about just the presence of Jalen Hurts. And he's such a hard worker. Yeah. That he's going to outwork everybody and be likable in locker room. And that almost started a competition that Carson Wentz was for. And that's what Carson Wentz really, I think, struggles is when he's got to compete for a job and compete to win the locker room. He had never really had to do that, and he struggled with that. Well,
1: you can't play in the league if you can't compete. I mean, that's you're competing every day for your job. You know that very well. But that's
2: what they, that's what can kind of took him down. Oh, even I know, really I know. That's it, what I'm saying. Yeah. That's that,
1: that that's a that's a fatal flaw in that yeah, league. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You have to compete. Yeah. Uh, if you're afraid of that, you know, go, go to church go, go drive your tractor. <laughs> go to church. Out in South Dakota, <laughs> wherever you live. Hey, Rod, let's go behind the BOC. And they were all asking themselves the same question: What
0: is behind that curtain?
2: All right, let's talk a little bit about the TCU Horn Frogs. We haven't really uh, got a chance to dive deep into the matchup, the TCU Horn Frogs. Uh, but <laughs> my man, I was doing Longhorn Blitz yesterday, and that should be out um, probably today or either tomorrow. Longhorn Blitz, my man Matt Butler does a great job, and uh, Jeff Howard Horns 24 uh, 7. <laughs> a great discussion that we had about TCU and. Essentially, whether TCU is the best five-loss team in the country, as <laughs> uh, so my man Matt Bowler says, analytically, if you look at just the analytics surrounding TCU, analytically, actually, they uh, they they look pretty good. They don't look as bad as their record, um, and and it, that makes sense. And the reason that makes sense is the same reason Texas played a play a close game against K-State. If you go look at the game and some of the stats, and you even kind of watch the game, you're thinking to yourself, why the hell is Texas, you know, in just a a two-score game with K-State, and why did it come down to the wire having to win their game in overtime? Turnovers, right? It's just that simple. Whether you're talking about the giveaways on offense, interceptions and fumbles, or whether you're talking about the uh, the, the, the turnovers on downs, I know low offense, right? <laughs> when you're talking about those, or whether you're talking about uh, block kicks, uh, the block punt, either way that basically it all works and is classified as a turnover and when you have a lot of turnovers, it's a great equalizer. For TCU, that's been their great equalizer, is turnovers. They are last in the Big 12 in turnover margin. They give the ball away. Even a young uh, Hoover, he shows flashes. He can sling it. Hoover can sling it now, but he's got seven touchdowns and like seven interceptions on the season. He can sling it, but he will sling it to the other team too. And if you go look at their wins, they have eight takeaways – in their wins, um, and only six giveaways in their losses. You're talking about uh, one takeaway and nine turnovers in the losses. The losses, they, they've been meltdowns by them in terms of the turnovers. They got nice skill position guys on the outside. gotten some nice skill position guys in the backfield too. Uh, but in the lines of scrimmage, I think that's their probably their biggest mismatch. That's where I think they're at a disadvantage. Uh, even teams like K-State, you can, you can go in there and whip TCU a little bit if you have line of scrimmage. It didn't matter in that, in that Colorado game. If TCU had lines of scrimmage, they probably would have had a better chance against Colorado. But Colorado and TCU, neither one had great lines of scrimmage. <laughs> so it was just about the skill positions. And that's why it ended up being a great game, it ended up being a shootout. But TCU gives away the football way too much. They have right now 15 uh, turnovers on the season. And they uh, have basically, you know, they have given up a lot of games because they've given away a lot of games with giveaways. So that's really the big take from TCU. They, they can threaten. They can take care of the football, they can be a dangerous team against Texas. Uh, we'll get into the matchup, but that's the biggest takeaway is that Texas needs to take the football away <laughs> from TCU because that is part of their well, DNA, and that's one of their you know, trends all throughout the season that's really been a negative one for them.
1: Sure has, and you said it right. I mean, if you, if you go to just conference games, oh. the six conference games, TCU is the number one passing offense. In the Big 12, and they're the number one passing defense. They move the the ball, right? So they 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 have over 300 passing yards per game, and they allow under 200. But then you go to that number that column you just said. They've they've got 11 touchdown passes, but 10 interceptions, (laughs) and they have seven touchdowns given up on defense, but only three interceptions. Yeah. So the turnovers are the difference. And Sark difference, said this right? on Monday. He said, you know, they're better than their record indicates. I agree with that. Um, you know, and turnovers are the, 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 you know, it's the cheat code it's of it's the, football, it's right? The great,
2: it's a great equalizer. I mean, you can have a bad team, and they can play with you if you turn the football
1: over. Right. And then You yeah. just said it right. The, the K-State game is no better example. Without all the Texas charity – That game's a blowout.
2: It's a a 20-point win for Texas. 20-point win.
1: (laughs) But they they forced the turnovers or Texas gave them the the turnovers. And, you know, that's what it leads to. And this, you know, at home, their Super Bowl, you you know, you've given your definition of a trap game. If they play a clean game, you know, Texas is going to be in for a fight in this game. And just know that. I mean, remember you heard it on Wednesday, even behind the burnt orange curtain with Rod. You know, if this team doesn't turn the ball over, they're going to move the ball. So if you're watching this game or at the game Saturday – don't get frustrated when they're and Texas has been, you know, had a hard time with pass first teams.
2: Yep, I agree with that. No, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah, and this system, by the way.
1: Yeah, um, the they're system. also they're Guaranteed. also if you are looking at uh, TCU, they're also one of the better teams in the Big Twelve in sacks defensively. So getting yeah. after the quarterback, they can do that. Yep. So th- th- this it's still TCU. You know, you you know, we know Sonny Dykes has. You know, he he he. Texas is his dream job. He would love to coach at Texas. He maybe had a chance to coach Texas at one point. Uh Gary Patterson before him mm-hmm. kind of taught everybody. This is how you, you know, you're, you are be tougher than Texas. Now the one thing I'll say for the Longhorns is Steve Sarkeesian has a pretty damn tough team, a uh, yes. pretty damn physical team. Yep. Uh, you're not going to out-physical Texas typically. You, no, that's they, why the
2: passing game works. Yeah. Because
1: <laughs> you want to go to the finesse, not the
2: physical against Texas. The yep.
1: finesse might work, not the physical. Yeah, you're not going to run the ball. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, Texas can, has some opportunistic guys that can force turnovers. Michael Taff has, you know, interceptions three. in three straight games. Yeah, uh Jade Barron uh, is a guy that can, can force some turnovers. And Jalen Ford, we know that. So if you're Texas, you go in there trying to force turnovers. You try to be opportunistic. You try to get the ball on the ground. And you know how TCU is a young team with a young quarterback. You know, here we go again, right? And that's how they got steamrolled at K State. They lost forty-one to three or something like that because they turned the ball over. Yep. In that game, so yeah, I mean, they're it's TCU. They're good athletes. Sonny Dykes a good coach, but Longhorns should have a significant advantage on the lines of scrimmage. Significant. And if, if they if they if they can force some turnovers of their own, which is a turnover-prone team. They have a real opportunity to take care of business on and, Saturday and night. And
2: T.C.'s rush defense, you know, it isn't great. It isn't terrible, but it, it's, it's not form- formidable at all in terms of uh, what Texas has to deal with. And um, they, they're really susceptible uh, to, the, to the outside zone. Uh, in the running game, teams have been really successful being able to run the outside zone against them, And I think Texas, uh, you know, they'll be one of those teams to running. Texas likes the right outside zone. It's one of their bread and butter plays. Um, and TCU is allowing, you know, over close to seven yards per rush <laughs> teams run the outside zone on them. So that's what Texas will try to do. And if they'll get back Christian Jones, we don't know. Everybody practiced. Everybody practice. If you get back Christian Jones, then you can better attack those edges too uh, with that outside zone running game. So that's something to keep in mind. Also, talked about this on the um, on Texas Longhorn live stream. Multiple wide receivers are going to be out reportedly for them now. Not their main guys, but um, I believe Josh Beck, uh, Dylan Wright. And if I'm not mistaken, Warren Thompson, I believe is his name, are the wide receivers uh, for TCU that are going to be out. Now, a couple of those guys may be out for the the season because, obviously, you don't have that much of the season left. And they're trying to make a bowl game, by the way. It ain't no guarantee because they're going to play Texas and Oklahoma in two of the last three games for TCU. They may be the first team since Texas who went to a national title and played for it and lost and didn't make a bowl game the next year. They might be the first team since Texas did that to do it,
1: hopefully. All right, there's behind the BOC for the first time this morning. We'll come back with some What the Facts. We'll also reset your headlines. We've got a lot going on. It's a Wednesday, getting you up over the hump on what's going to be a kind of warm, muggy day today. And then cooler, rainy temperatures coming your way into tomorrow and into the weekend. We're coming back. Hook them up with Ian Rodby. What the Facts next. Aaron Hogan,
0: Rod Beavers. Hook'em up. 101.9 AM 1260. The
1: Horn. What the facts time on a Wednesday. Plenty of those, including, uh, wasn't you, Ron. Wasn't me. That's never going to happen. But uh, People Magazine has declared 2023's sexiest man alive. That's crazy. 57-year-old Patrick Dempsey. Uh, better known as McDreamy, Dr. McDreamy from uh, Grey's Anatomy. Is he still on that show? Is that show still happening? I, I'm so out of I touch. I think it is, actually. I want to say it's, it's gotta still It's got to be, or they wouldn't have got to be doing something that's still relevant.
2: Yeah, I want to say it's still going on. Maybe it's like the last season or something. Hopefully it is. That's, that show's been going on too long. Put it out of its misery, please.
1: There, it, was, it was a knit deal way back. Oh, no, it's it's I had still a, on, I guess. I had
2: a relationship that I had a. Man, I had a woman I dated back in the day who watched it. That's how I know it's been on forever. Yeah, <laughs> been on for a long time, man. Cool.
1: Doctor Gray, Doctor McDreamy. There you go. So, uh, according to People magazine, they revealed it on the Jimmy has Kimmel Live. Has he won it before? Show. Oh, I don't know that. Oh, okay, I'm See just a two-time asking. two-time winner. That would be.
2: No, I'm just asking. Has he won it before? Because he's he's had that. Reputation, right? Yeah, like he said he's, uh, he's yeah. a he's a hot, you know, kind of a heartthrob. throb and well, now he's, he's got he's the gray hot. hair
1: going, the salt and pepper, the fifty seven year Because so
2: di- remember, he was in the uh, he was in that uh, movie like was it Lover Boy back in the day?
1: Uh Can't Buy Me Love. Can't buy me love when he was the lawnmower boy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: he's, he's been in a lot of like movies like that, so he was always considered. Yeah, he was a
1: teen pop guy. Yeah. Back in the day.
2: So I don't you know, I don't know. It's weird. All right. I thought he had have one before, but good for him. He, he wanted, all right, uh, what the facts? I got a couple of facts for you. Um, how about this one? And uh this is uh one that's uh man, a little surprising. So I was uh doing some uh, deep dive research um and I, I stumbled upon this little little factoid here. So the Cowboys, Jake Ferguson, has been playing really well. Yeah. He's actually playing like one of the best tight ends in um in the NFL right now. And I was just doing some research on him and found this. Dak Prescott has averaged four fewer yards per attempt with Jake Ferguson off the field.
1: Ooh.
2: Exactly. <laughs> um, and he, Ferguson recorded career highs in targets, receptions, and yards uh, when he aligned in the slot in Week 9 versus the Eagles. He's been playing really, really well. Uh, if you go look at um, – his Dak Prescott completion percentage with him on the field and off the field, it goes from 74% to 58% right now. The yards per 10, we just talked about, 8.6 to 4.6. Touchdown to interceptions ratio, 13 to 3 with, with Jake Ferguson on the field. Uh, zero touchdowns, two interceptions with him off the field. Success rate, everything dropped, Fit from 52% to 35%. Jake Ferguson is doing a good job right now kind of you know playing the role of what Dalton Schultz was as being the safety blanket, but also and not the favorite target. That's CeeDee Lamb right now, but definitely as the the safety blanket and somebody that Dak trusts in the passing game.
1: Well, and it's a fact uh, Ty Henderson was the one bullish on uh, on Jake Ferguson. And, very true, uh, very true. Uh, and he got that from Travis Kelsey, who true was that. bullish on Jake Ferguson. I guess they had a, like a tight end camp, and he impressed out of Wisconsin. So good stuff there. Uh, yeah, and he's on one of my fantasy teams. He's been playing great. He's been playing really well. Yeah. putting <laughs> so. no, up big numbers. I'd also say this. Uh, this is not a sports story, but the FTX founder, Sam Bakeman-Fried, was found guilty, Rod. He's going to oh. go to jail for a long time. Is this crypto stuff? The crypto guy, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. But there is a sports angle here, because remember, as he was growing his fortune illegally, apparently, uh, he turned to athletes mm. and celebrities to endorse the crypto. No! Including Tom Brady oh. and Shaq oh. and Steph Curry. mm and so, of course, those guys, I think, lost a bunch of money yeah, uh, in this whole thing, as did yeah. a lot of people. So they're going to be, uh, That's unfortunate. it's going to turn. Bang! It's all right. It's okay. Yes. My man. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> and, you know, I've seen some stuff on Sam Bankman fried some specials on him. Mm. I mean, it's amazing. This guy was such a dork. I mean, he's such a weirdo guy who started to make a bunch of money. And then, you know, he's hanging out with Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady apparently loved the guy.
2: Yeah, so all, all. you need is once one or two celebs, to, you know, to give you the stamp of
1: approval, and then you're in. Uh, you know, you know, Tom Brady, Shaq. Shaq's very careful. He's a great businessman. He's, he's very, very di- careful di- di- what nerve he... is diversified. He's, yeah, I mean, yeah. he owns the Ring cameras now, yeah, and I mean, he's he's going to make he's going to be a billionaire here shortly if he's not already. Agreed. But you know, it, it tells you what a con artist this guy was, or what kind of scheme he was running. Um, well, because no, they
2: don't invent, they don't vet them individually on their own. They assume, oh, if he's hanging out with Tom Brady, Tom Brady must have vetted yeah. him. He's all good. Tom Brady's invested, and I'm doing this. None. And it's like, well, I know Tom Brady might have you know trusted him without doing the due diligence as well. <clears> and Let me said.
1: say, this wasn't a Ponzi scheme. This was a guy that was, you know, he was running he was this crypto, crypto. But then he had two different – Funds going and one fund was 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 funding the other shady boots, uh, you know, and then there was a run on the, the digital bank. And, you know, we know how that'll played out. But, uh, yeah, there's a sports angle to it. Remember, the Miami arena where the Heat play was the FTX arena. That's a great point. Uh, and he started throwing money around and wanted to be he wanted to be an in guy with all the celebs and, and the athletes and uh, he was found guilty yesterday. He'll go to jail for quite oh, a yeah. while, I oh, would yeah, imagine. He'll go to
2: jail for a minute, bro. i you. See
1: ya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, can I get another fact for you? Give me you? a fact this? and what the fact and what the fact?
2: Power 5 teams in the last 3 seasons are 4 and 49 when gaining less than 180 yards of offense. All right? So you get that? Go ahead. Last 3 seasons, Power 5 teams are 4 and 49 when gaining less than 100 yards of offense in a game. All 4 wins. Or by hour.
1: The Hawkeyes.
2: <laughs> Talk about playing a certain brand of football. All four wins by hour. Crazy. How the hell does that even happen? They had one in 20. They had two in 2020 over Wisconsin and South Dakota. They had uh, one over our State in 2021, and then they beat Northwestern this season.
1: I don't get it. I, I know the there's a lot of respect for Kirk Ferentz as a coach. <laughs> That's crazy. Wasn't his kid the offensive coordinator? Yeah, and he had to I step think, aside. Yeah, like, come yeah. on. It was
2: too obvious. It's like, come on, man. There's too much nepotism going on. You, can, you can't be bad, that bad and also having your son called the play come
1: Yeah, on. I mean, of all the people, this is the best guy in the country yeah. you can hire to run your offense. <laughs> of all the people. We like our guys. We've vetted than everybody. <laughs> vetted my, and my son. And my son <laughs> is the best one. It's
2: the best we can come up with, guys. Face it. All right. He is an offensive genius. Oh,
1: man. That's great stuff. Yeah, man. (laughs) All right. We'll get into uh, more coming up, including uh, Bullisher BS Next Hour. Uh, Pat McAfee of ESPN believes that uh, Michigan taking a college football playoff spot would be absolute BS if found guilty of sign stealing. We'll debate that coming up in Bullisher BS Next Hour. Also, more on the Longhorns. Rod's got a rant. We've got your headlines. We're rolling. On a Wednesday, up over the hump, the 8th of November. Glad you're with us. Whether you're finding us on 101.9, on AM 1260, maybe streaming. How do you do? Right there on that Horn app. Download it to your phone, on your smart speaker, uh, and, of course, at our website, on the Twitch channel as well, at hornfm.com and on YouTube, at the Horn Austin on YouTube. Do it uh, wherever you find us. We appreciate you being there.